Welcome. You are listening to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Arwen O'Neill. Hi, Alison. It's great to be here. Lovely to have you again. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the astrology of Halloween and or stroke Samhain. Yes. Samhain. Sam, I'm calling it Samhain. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but apologies on we'll that. We'll agree <laughs> that that's how we pronounce it. Yes. Yeah. So... The reason we're talking about this now is because as the sun is moving through Scorpio, and when the sun actually reaches 15 degrees Scorpio, it that is the point of when Halloween technically would be astrologically. Yes. But we all know that we celebrate Halloween on October the 31st. Absolutely. And then I think uh, November. Or, or the weekend that's closest to or it. Or the closest <laughs> weekend to it. And yeah. we've all got our fabulous outfits to wear. and all the rest of it and the trick-or-treating. Yeah. I don't know. Have you always celebrated um, Halloween in here in Canada? Yeah. I mean, and I grew up actually in the U.S. where my parents were divorced and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I grew up in the U.S. And from the earliest age of, gosh, how old was I when I first trick-or-treated? Probably eight, I think. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a horde of neighborhood kids. Yeah. Kind of like the movie E.T. where they all like dress up and go roaming through the streets. Yeah. And for our international kind of... listeners, can you say what trick-and-treating is? Yes, it is when uh, all the kids in the neighborhood dress up and uh, with or without parents. Of course, I grew up in the 80s, so it was without uh, parents a lot of the time. But usually one parent will be designated to sort of schlep the kids around. Yeah. And um you know, they go from house to house and beg for candy, basically. And, uh, you, you know, if you're in the house, you either turn your lights off and pretend you're not home or you are prepared with a whole bunch of candy that you dole out to the, the neighborhood um, kids. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to tell you that when um, growing up in South Africa, this was unheard of. absolutely. Yeah. And it was only when we came to Canada in 2002 that Halloween even became a thing. Mm that and we were staying in an apartment in Toronto and I had the four kids at that stage and the downstairs concierge said all the kids in the neighborhood no knocking on doors come down to the lobby and and you can get your candy down there so we went down and and the the young girls all dressed up as I don't know little Bo Peep and what have you and this was our introduction to Halloween yeah never having kind of come across it before so that that was something yeah I mean I um yeah, I loved Halloween. Like, I always loved dressing up, like, even not for Halloween. I mean, some of my favorite shows were, like, superhero shows like Wonder Woman when I was growing up, yeah. Big Bionic Woman, um, Solid Gold Dancers were a big favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, it was all about costumes and just being, you know, having the chance to, for me, as a little girl and an aspiring, you know, fashionista, it was the chance to wear a full face of makeup and not have anybody tell me to take it off. <laughs> Right. And I think the interesting thing is that because astrologically Halloween always occurs when the sun is in Scorpio, it leans into these Scorpion themes and symbols, like the spiders, the witches, the the dead. Yeah. The uh, that the birth, uh, birth, death and rebirth thing of people raising from their graves and what have you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On a kind of unrelated note, but a hilarious note, nonetheless, um, when I. Like living in Vancouver, you, you notice people don't tend to dress up here for much uh, compared to, you know, some other like more kind of cosmopolitan, like your Toronto's, your Montreal's, your San yeah. Francisco, whatever. You know, people here, like we're known as like the Lululemon capital, you know, et cetera. It's all very outdoorsy. But the one thing that got everyone out that I remember was about five or six years ago, there was a zombie walk. 
<laughs> it took over all of downtown. Good and heavens. It was just hordes and hordes of people dressed as zombies with blood and crazy special effects makeup. And you're like, how did you even, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, I could not believe. And it, the entirety of Robson Street, which is like the busiest main you know, shopping district yes. in all of downtown, was just mobbed with just thousands of zombies. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, so it just takes the right uh, the right kind of dressing up, I guess, to get people here to... I suppose so. It, I don't know if they call it cosplay or whatever. But oh, for sure. The thing is, I think that we as humans are very interested in um, sex, death, and rebirth. Oh, these, these are yeah. default. You're paying attention to births. You're paying attention to exactly. deaths and so on. And this business of the dead rising and uh, Dracula and yeah. all of those kind of things. Witches. Witches. And, yeah. Exactly. It's sexy witches, as the case may be. Yes. <laughs> sexy yes. everything. That's right. And it all comes in. The, it all comes to be celebrated at this point when the sun is at the 15 degrees Scorpio. Totally. Now, of course, that actually happens this year on uh, November the 6th. But generally, of course, we celebrate Halloween on October the 31st. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the point being, as astrologers, yeah. if you're paying attention to the wheel of the year and the cross-quarter days, mm-hmm. and then this would be the one that we're paying attention to on um yeah, November the 6th and let's well. define cross quarter days because yeah. I know about quarter days. That would be the the summer solstices and the equinoxes. Yes, and then the cross quarter days are the ones in between. So yeah. they're forty five degrees from. So the quarter days are when the sun enters any of the cardinal signs of Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Yeah. So that's the beginning of spring, summer, autumn, and winter here right. in the northern hemisphere. And then halfway between those quarter days, which divide the the year into quarters, that's why they're called quarter days. Halfway between each season, we have a cross-quarter day. Mm-hmm. Now, these all, this always occurs at 15 degrees of the fixed signs. Yeah. So in spring, it will be at 15 Taurus. In summer, it's at 15 Leo. And the one we're talking about now is the Halloween stroke Samhain, which is 15 Scorpio. And then we have Imbolg at 15 Aquarius. So yeah. that is then in the, the winter cross-quarter day. Yeah. So it's a pagan festival that they measure to do with the sun cycle, which I find very interesting, actually. Yeah, totally. That these are and celebrations have gone back over the centuries of bonfires yeah. at these cross-quarter days for not only cleansing and getting rid of stuff that's not going to be used and yeah. it's, a, it's a way of cleansing through as well. Yeah, for it's, sure. And, and this is interesting. It's like... It's the opposite of the of the sort of March festival, which yes. is really big in a the lot spring. of yeah. like European countries. And I remember when I was doing research for my badass goddesses calendar, there's this one Marzana, who's a Baltic goddess of the spring, and they would uh, you know throw effigies of her into the uh, into the uh, river after setting them on fire. And this was like celebrating the the, the spring thaw. So this is kind of the opposite of that, yes. celebrating the hibernation and the beginning of like. Uh, fall and and winter coming that's right and being aware of um people who have passed on and yeah it's only in some cultures it's known as the day of the dead where they they celebrate the ancestors who who came before us and uh, who we managed to survive from because uh, apparently the the odds of actually even making it as as a alive is is, you know millions to one yeah and um, all our ancestors survived the black death and all of these things that went on prior right and here we are yeah and what do we remember about that? Well, it's the sugar skull now. It's all. Yes, know, got... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, all this thing about digging up the bones and graveyards and tombstones. And it's all, even though it's in a lot of ways, it's lightweight. There are some very dark 
well, there's a load of yeah. movies like Halloween to start with. And all. I'm sure you've watched more of these than I have. Because... I, yeah, it's funny. There's one of these. Uh, it's it's an OK Cupid thing of like, what what are the three questions that are the most likely to create uh, a love match between two people? And one of those three questions, I, I can't remember the other two off the top of my head, but yeah. one of them is, do you like horror movies? Because that apparently, you know, divides people more yes. than almost any, you know, other kind of question. Do you like horror movies? I really do. Oh, yeah. no, I can't. No, no, absolutely. No, the last horror movie I watched was when I was 17 years old. Oh, I, I went with my brother down to the local cinema and we were watching this movie called Burnt Offerings. I remember that. I don't know if I've seen it, but I know Yeah, and I was, once it started, I didn't realize how, what this was going to be. And I hung on to his arm and I had my eyes closed through the whole movie. He refused to leave and I was too scared to get out in the dark cinema and leave. I was only 17. He must have been 19 at no. the time. And I was hanging on and hanging on through this whole wretched film and I had nightmares afterwards. Oh, no. And then, but he had bruises from his shoulder to his elbow where oh, I had God. clung on, scared to death. Wow. So I found these quite quite disturbing, and it, they kept me awake for a long time. Oh, no. And even today, I can think back to that movie, and I'm thinking, nah, nah. It's interesting, because there's a lot of different types of horror movies, too. And, I mean, I, we talked about zombies and how, you know, popular culture goes through the walking dead i mean walking dead exactly i mean well in the beginning at least uh, it was a fantastic show and then it kind of took a turn i couldn't possibly watch it i loved it at first the first six seasons or so absolutely there's more oh my gosh it continues anyway yeah let's not go there but but i mean there's science fiction horror there's like supernatural horror psychological is the worst you know yeah like and then there's like the devilish horror and then there's like the medical horror where it's like you know evil surgeons and you know uh coma coma oh god yeah and the one with um Jeremy Irons, where he said two twin doctors. No, uh, Dr. Jekyll and... Yeah, you're shaking your head. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, so many different types of horror movies. And uh, one of the best that I've seen recently um, was actually a 2005 movie, but it was called The Descent. And it's about these girls who go hiking in these caves, and they find these, like, gross, like, subterranean, like, mutant humans who who live down there, and they, they use clicking to, like, echolocate, and they're blind, and they're, like, all white and pale, and they skitter around... And chase them and murder them and yeah, it's uh, it was really well done though. I, mean, I like a well done horror movie. I don't just like a slasher movie. It's got to be like an actually a compelling uh, story and and sort of unique and not just like jump scares and. So the, saying yeah. that you enjoy those things, would you say that Scorpio is strong in your chart then? Oh well, yeah, there's that. There is. This. You see what I'm saying? That it's yeah. it's an easy lean in for Scorpionic types is, of people, yeah, whereas people perhaps with less Scorpio are not inclined to tap into this. I, I don't want to call that. it an aesthetic, but you yeah. know, when there's even at Walmart when they've got spiders, you can you can buy and as I can't go down oh, the no, aisle. No, no, no. I mean. The fake ones, sure, that's fine. But if it's a like the, they have those real spiders or real scorpions in a little dome of glass, like, oh no! I went to a. Um, <laughs> it was a. It was actually like a right around this time of year, a couple of years ago. It's a festival kind of fair thing, and they had art and all this stuff. And one of the the, the display booths was all of these like terrible, like petrified, mummified little creatures, and one of them was like this. Oh, like, a, just, like, I'm just shivering full body thinking about it. It was like a centipede and it was like a, almost a foot long in a glass case. And it was petrified. Like, I can't even imagine like yeah. a horrible, like, yeah. why would anyone want to even like yeah. look at that much less have it in their house? It's so horrific. But at the same time, like cow skull, 
hundred percent. Like, sign me up. I love that stuff. Like True Blood. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, vampires. Yeah, I love that. You yeah, know? it's it's such an what interesting it's an interesting <laughs> side to this sign that actually comes through yeah. into the public domain, which they may not even be aware of at this time Super and that's really why I wanted to talk about it yeah exactly whereas when the when the sun is passing through other signs like you know Aries and Leo and this yeah. and that oh we have the you know the oh, celebration the, and, and whatnot yeah or the sun's the out main, for the first time but we can you know actually wear shorts for the first time of the year go play exactly and that's yeah you know, or, or bake bread at, at Lamas or something sure. Yule we're, built, we're burning a log and celebrating the, the season and all the exactly. rest of it however at this particular one it's, yeah. it's a much uh, more yeah, serious, edgy. It can definitely be um, tapping into a different side of yeah. the psyche when the sun goes through Scorpio. Totally. And it's interesting. I know a lot of people in the um, sort of burlesque community and the you know performance community now, and they they have these uh, Halloween themed things. And it seems like there's a huge crossover between the burlesque community and like being interested in the occult and Halloween. And and uh, you know just obviously there's the costume aspect, but then there's also just the horror movie aspect and the, the kind of gruesome, like cool, like weird, creepy magicians and sorcerers and, you know. Like. But I think even, to be honest, I think burlesque itself is a scorpionic type. Oh, for sure. Dance, right? Yeah, it's, if, it's, if we have to do the dances of the signs, which we'll make a note of and do right. one day. And it's a sneaky way of getting like sexuality and yeah. playfulness and all this stuff in kind of under the radar. It's like, oh, you're making a joke of it. Therefore, it's cool to like shake yes. your stuff and yeah. you know, do whatever. Exactly. And that's yeah. tapping into really the sex side of it. Whereas yeah. the Halloween is tapping into the death and then the rebirth if we yeah. get it right it, there's so the everybody rebirth. and everything dies and if you can't make fun of it you know or it's, somehow it's the human freud yeah. spoke about this a lot oh, right sure. that, that yeah. these are the things that we we are worried about yeah and dreams about so you have totally. these dreams of this as well Mr. so scorpio rising himself yeah yes <laughs> well this is it and, so, and i mean yeah, like scorpio yeah exactly i mean there's so many scorpios that I can mention, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dracula and the whole I mean, lot. The yeah. Rocky Horror Picture Show is, I mean, right there. Yeah. It's lightweight, but it's still tapping into both the, the death and exactly. the sex and the rebirth of the, that, that guy that they... Rocky. I mean, Rocky. Yeah, in, in Rocky Horror Picture Yeah, totally. Yeah, and they gave birth to this monster, basically, and it's the same with Dracula. Yeah. And all the rest of it. So yeah, I mean, the Frankenstein was the very first horror lo- novel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's interesting you were saying about um, trick-or-treating because, obviously, as adults, we can't really, you know, do that so much. You know, you can't just go to the do the, the pub crawl and ask for free drinks, as the case may be. <laughs> yes. You can, but you probably won't get it. But uh, one of the things that's come up, uh, you know, in the last probably 10 years that I've really noticed a lot of is, like, okay, there's zombie walks. There's also, like, um, these real-life uh, escape room games or, or like, inner-city kind of, like, escape, um, like a treasure hunt thing where you, you actually oh, right. run through the city and you have to solve puzzles and stuff like this. And frequently they are in the fall, fall to winter. It's, you know, more of like a, not, because it's dark, it's not dark, you know, early enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as soon as it starts to get dark early enough, then you can have like maybe starting at eight or nine o'clock after the sun's gone down, you do these kind of things where you and a bunch of friends will like go around and solve mysteries and everyone has their phone. And sometimes it's like, but there's a pen, you know, pandemic. Well, I mean, this is before the pan- actual pandemic, yes. but like, you know, a more scary outbreak, like Ebola type one, where it's like fast moving or, or whatever, or they're actually zombies chasing you or like weird, like men in like hazmat suits are chasing after people and, and you have to like solve like puzzles. And 
Uh, and this is a really sort of scorpionic thing too. Yes. You know, these these sort of live action things where you're like, oh, you get your heart racing and you're running from things and you're having to solve stuff. And It's life and death. Right. And life it's, and it's death. like the, the adult version of holding up and watching horror movies all night like you would do as a teenager or trick-or-treating. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, the adult version of, of mm-hmm. that kind of scary thing. We did something like this a couple of years ago. It was um, Corn Maze. Yes. That was hilarious. It was... I mean, the work they put into it was insane. There was a, a corn maze, and then there was like a, a wheat maze or something, some other kind of field. Uh, I don't know crops, but anyway. <laughs> and then there was another one that was through all these different sheds and stuff where they had spray painted everything and, you know, glow in the dark paint. And there was one where you walk into this building and they've got this this walkway that moves as you step on it. And so it looks like the whole building is like moving and shaking around you, but it's actually just the thing is the, the walkway is like being shaken by these. It was just a bunch of like people in clown masks and stuff. But I mean, all these kids yeah. in their teens and twenties are getting paid whatever to, yeah. but there was thousands of them. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was so busy. Like I, it was yes. sold out months ahead of time. Yeah. And you know, we just walked through the whole thing. A couple of my friends were just like, Nope, don't like to be scared. Can't do it. And I'm like, really? Sounds like so much fun. No. And they're like, nope. Tell me about it later. No, no. I was reading a thing earlier this year and they were saying that the farmers plant those corn mazes ahead of time, clearly, because they have to. And they actually make more money from the corn maze that week that they have it there than they do from their crop. I believe it. Because it it, so it becomes so popular to do this. Yeah. And um, this also hooks into the thing that Scorpio is the third harvest, right? Yeah. The first harvest is Virgo. Your middle harvest, second harvest is Libra, yeah. where everything's fruity and juicy. In Virgo, it's a bit tart still, fruit and juicy in Libra. And then it's the final, take it now. Yeah. It's now or never because it's Scorpio. You're right. either going to take the apple off the tree or it's just going to go pumpkins, wrong. pumpkins, your root yes. vegetables, your things you can make soups out of, the stuff yes. that you might freeze over the winter and it's eat it. It's the final like, harvest. Yeah. It's not that fresh, juicy or the sweet, sweet. Right. It's the We're onto the final core core stuff here now. Yeah. So that's also known as the third harvest. And that's why the, apparently the corns, are they leave it right to the end yeah. to leave that maze there. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, totally interesting. So if we look at the astrology chart for uh, the 2023 um, Halloween uh, date, what we have is we've got the sun is conjoined um, Mars and it's uh, very close to Mercury as well. So there's going to be a lot of activity that night. Mm. Um, both the sun and Mars are um, opposing Uranus. So it's unexpected things will probably happen if you're out trick-or-treating or you're going to a party or something like that. And there really won't be very much moon. It's actually a third a third quarter moon. So there is some moonlight, but it will only be uh, risen later. So the early evening when the kids are out just after sunset will still be quite dark. Um, so it's going to be, I would imagine, quite a powerfully impacted evening. If you that's what you're looking for, you're definitely going to get that this particular Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Let's not forget that um, the co-ruler of uh, the modern ruler, as they say, of Scorpio is Pluto. And in this chart, we've got Pluto in the second to, you know, it's at 28 degrees uh, of Capricorn. So it's really just in the in the final final degrees of Capricorn before it goes into Aquarius in that what we've talked about where it's going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. Yes. So it's just in the very late stages of, of Capricorn now. And it's, uh, it's what is Pluto about? I mean, it, it's it's about things that are, that you, it's about rebirth and destruction transformation. and transformation yeah. and about how 
<laughs> as I as I was jokingly saying, things you bury don't stay dead. Ah! Yes, it's true. But in a good way as well. It's about um, you have to have destruction in order for creation. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that you need dark for light. And uh, to quote Tim Curry at the end of uh, Labyrinth, or not Labyrinth, but um, my other favorite one from back then, uh, Legend. Yeah, I mean, you need the uh, the darkness to have the light, and this is just the beginning of the dark season. But you you plant seeds, and they grow and flourish when when the light comes back. That's and, right. And squirrels plant their nuts, and then they dig them up in the spring. That's that. right. And if you were a gardener, you would be doing your autumn planting now, which mm-hmm. means you would particularly be taking bulbs such as tulips and crocuses and what have you. Um, you would have ordered them already and they would have been delivered. And uh, you want to be planting them at, at this point when the sun is at 15 because it, then it's not too, the fr- ground is not frozen yet. It's it's not too cold and it's a good time to plant these mm-hmm. bulbs in the earth. Um, and, of course, the bulb, you plant it twice as deep as how fat it is. And then it will come up again in the spring. Wow. So the point here is that the the bulb needs to spend that time buried in the darkness, that sort of, uh, two-thirds of the year, a third of the year, before it can come up in the spring. Um, whereas if you just leave your bulbs lying around on a shelf, they're not necessarily going to produce as beautiful a flower. That's why they actually plant them, they overwinter them. Interesting. Planted below, and of course in here in Canada, the ground will freeze. Yeah. But that seems to have something to do with it. And some seeds themselves need to be frozen to actually germinate in the spring. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Now also, just going back 5,000 years, they, when they opened <laughs> the pyramids, yeah. they found uh, seeds and bulbs that had been put in the tombs and they were still viable. They had been what? buried in these tombs, which are uh, celebrations of the dead, and they they are still viable and they've got them to grow and, and replicate. You oh, know? that's amazing. Not replicate. Continue to grow, germinate and grow, yes. So it's interesting that even things that are buried can still come back to life, like a phoenix, which is very frequently the symbol for... Or the mummy. Or the mummy. (laughs) (laughs) You're determined to scare me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've really had quite a bit of a look at the astrology of Halloween. So I'm just wondering, Arwen, what are you planning for your costume for Halloween this year? Well, this year I... I've actually done a burlesque performance in October, and uh, I'm probably just going to recycle the costume because it was just uh, epic and perfect for Halloween. It's uh, we were a chorus line of of, um, of pinup bat girls, so we had these wonderful uh, satin bat wings that were created by Melody Mangler, our choreographer. And uh, shout out to Melody Mangler, and um, yeah, just a, a wonderful like. Is it black or what? Yeah, black lacy mask, black, you know. Like Scorpio, like Scorpio, Scorpio. Yeah, exactly. Fishnets and, and the whole night. Fishnets. Uh, yeah. I rest my case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of like flappers, but a sexy Batgirl version. Oh my god! Maybe we can. We'll put a. We'll put an image on the web page though. Cool. So if you yeah. finish listening to the podcast, you can click through the web page yeah. and see a picture of Arwen and her Batgirl <laughs> Halloween. As the, sun, as the sun reaches 15 degrees Scorpio, yeah. this is what we're wearing. It's, yeah, This is what's the thing to wear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I feel quite tame because I have a I have an Alice band with some cat ears in lace. Excellent. And I will be wearing that. that Perfect. Is, that is my costume. It's <laughs> <laughs> about as far as I go. Cats and bats. I love cats it. Cats and bats. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, Owen, oh, this has been great having you over again and chatting about 
the astrology of Halloween as the sun gets to be 15 degrees Scorpio, um, some of these symbols and themes for this. And uh, we'll look at some of the other uh, cross-quarter days as they come up later on in the year. Thank you so much for joining us again this time. Thank you. Everyone stay safe out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one-hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing, and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from Starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.